Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Welcome, everyone, to the Vital Life Connection podcast with Oren Rudolph, and I am with today Patrick Dewar. We have started our conversation. We were really starting to get into the meat of things, and of course, we ran out of time, but I love that because uh, it gives you some time to reflect on the things you said and to build your anticipation. And so, Patrick, uh, without further ado, I'm going to hand it right over to you and I'd love you to maybe just reiterate the four points that uh, you shared with us uh, last week, and then let's get into let's dig into the first one. And I'm sure also if you have a chance to start with your story, uh, or if you don't have the chance this week, it's fine. But I know that you've got an amazing story that I heard and really sent chills down my spine when I heard it. So uh, over to you and welcome once again. Thank you. Thank you. So the four foundation stones that we started with last week. Number one, what I believe about me is completely made up and I am the author. Mm. Number two, hot buttons are seeds of self-doubt. And number three, limiting beliefs, confront them with the truth. Number four, no one can offend you without your permission. Mm-hmm. See, I look at those, those four, and I always ask the question, just like I did at the end of last time. There's a great cliffhanger there. I love that. <laughs> so uh, is if what you believe about you is all made up and you're the author, you always held the pen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people say yes, and some people say no, and some people are like, oh, no, and I go, it's all made up, can't be wrong. But the thing that I always encourage people to recognize is that you can have somebody write on your hard drive so fast, it doesn't even, you don't even know what happened. Well, I'll give you an example. When, so when I was in, uh, when I went to college, no, no, let me start, let me start later, because this is kind of where this, this manifested. I became aware of it. It's like, sometimes you don't know that people have written on your hard drive until something happens. An event later in your life occurs, and then all of a sudden you're like, why is that going on? Right. Okay. So 14, 15 years ago, I guess before 2005, so however long ago that was, I had a meeting with my manager one day. And the gist of the meeting went like this. He said, Pat, you're really good at what you do. And we would love to raise you into management. But you suck with people. Seriously. (laughs) And, And I'm thinking, what? Is this supposed to be constructive criticism? Because I'm looking for the upside of that, right? Right. My manager wasn't trying to be funny and he wasn't trying to be mean. He was being in his special way, letting me know that if I stayed the way that I was, I would stay where I was. Wow. Talk about being chained. Mm. I mean, I said, no way. I'll figure this out. 
I own my career. I, I'm I'm the captain, right? Let's find right. where did I learn to suck with people? And as I began to do some soul searching, I found the day. It was crystal clear. First day of college. First day of college. Sat down with my academic advisor. She looked at my test scores, looked up at me, and said, Mr. Dewar, do you realize that 99% of all the rest of the freshmen enrolled are placed above you? Wow. Our statistics show that people of your academic stature won't last six weeks. Are you sure you wouldn't rather go to a junior college? Make sure that, well, college is your cup of tea. Or mm. all I could think is, wow, I've never been called an idiot so proficiently in all my life. <laughs> and then all I could think was, I'll send you an invitation to my graduation. I'll never quit. Now, I'm pretty certain that there are a lot of people out there that would have reacted just like me. Because from that day on, I set out to prove her wrong. Mm. I studied 17 hours a day, seven days a week for the next two years. Or mm -hmm. at the end of my sophomore year, I had achieved an overall grade point average of. <laughs> 1.99. <laughs> wow. Not good. My dean's comment to me went like this. Welcome to second semester scholastic probation, Pat. If you don't pull it out next semester, you are going home. Mm. You know, that summer I worked in the oil field to pay for school. I had some time in the evening, and I figured somebody in history has been where I've been. Mm -hmm. Learn how to process information fast to remember more. So I went looking. I found a tool and integrated it that summer. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the next semester, I went from a 1.99 to a 3.25 in one semester. Wow. Never had to worry about my grades again. Mm -hmm. And a couple years later, got my BS degree. Yeah, It's wow. not all folks. But the point is, is that when I got out, I had a huge hot button on my shoulder. Was a hot button? Or and I never want to be called an idiot ever again. Right. Well, what do they say? People that take action get results. So mm -hmm. what did I do? I studied that area. I went back to that resource. Learn how to process information faster, remember whatever I wanted. And I did that as a hobby. Mm -hmm. for the next 22 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like you, uh, uh, I learned how to read really fast and whatever I wanted. Yeah. And I read lots of stuff and I became an educated idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me, before we go into that, let me ask you this question, Patrick. So here is an opportunity for somebody to write on your hard drive, uh, a dean and, and a probably somebody that, uh, you know, told you pretty much that you're an idiot. I'm sure, you, you know, throughout life, so many people meet these crossroads where people are, you know, saying things to them and they are presented with a choice like Robert Frost in his poem, you know, there are two roads diverging a wood and I chose the one less uh, traveled. Um, 
what do you think, and, and I know I'm, I'm regressing here slightly, but what do you think was the factors, and I'm probably putting you on the spot here, but what do you think are the factors that made you, instead of going, you know what, you're right, I'm an idiot, I'm out of college, I'm dropping out, you know, and starting to carry that badge around with you, uh, because I see so many people doing that. They, they come to a decision in life, a place where they, somebody says something or does something, they have a choice, and they choose the road that sadly is traveled a lot, where people will actually, uh, you know, give up, quit, carry a stigma around with them. Some of them as early as, some of them as early as school days and earlier. What do you think were some of those factors? And maybe you are going to get to them in the future, but I really, it, it so interests me in the whole aspect of take two people who face the exact same circumstance. One decides to use it to motivate them and head out and make a success like you did, while the other one decides to allow it to define them to define who they are, to take them down a road that so many travel. So my question, here's my question. What do you think were some of the factors that allowed you to walk the path less traveled versus the path most traveled? That's a good question. You know, so much of it is tenacity and identity. Mm. Um, tenacity is something that uh, I, I learned that I could learn anything. I could learn anything and until I had the right tools, I didn't know that I could learn anything pretty fast. Right. What I wanted, but I did believe I could learn. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I wasn't, I, I had to work harder than my roommates. They were brilliant men. I, me, I had to work harder. You kind of like the bulldog hanging on the tire, huh? Oh, it really, it becomes tenacity is all about <laughs> hang on to that tire because you don't know where it's going to go and there might uh -huh. be somebody else trying to get it, so I better bury that sucker or eat it. I mean, yeah, it, it becomes one of those things where you just go, no. You right. know, and their life experience, like when I went, first went to the oil field, I, I hated it. I mean, I had five people that screamed at me and never used any word that had more than four letters in it. Right. Eight hours a day, seven days a week. I got good money, but I kept wanting them to like me. Right. As long as I was trying to want them to like me, they had the power over me. Right. Right. And I finally got to a point about halfway through the second summer where I went, I'm here to do a job. I don't care whether you like me. Let's <laughs> get the job. And you know what? Just like that, just like that, everything shifted in my experience that summer. The, it was like I was finally welcomed into the dog pack, which sounds crazy, you know, that you have to go read Call of the Wild before you get with a bunch of guys, <laughs> but you do, okay? Yeah. But my, my point is, is that it's, it's that learning, hey, I can do this. Right. I can do this. And, and it's, you, you ask the question, What's the identity that you're speaking in your head? Are you, are you saying, I'm a loser? Right. Or are you speaking, 
I can learn this. Right. I can learn. I can do whatever I want to do. And I can become what I want to become. It might take me a little longer, but man, I've seen the race between the turtle, turtle and the hare. And I don't mean that jokingly. I literally, they got YouTube videos on it. <laughs> and the turtle does win. Because yes. <laughs> the hare, <laughs> squirrel, <laughs> or something like that. And yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't focus. You yeah. know what? Nasty pays. Yeah. But it's identity and then building that internal dialogue mm. that says things. You know, it's the identity that we hold in our head. Uh-huh. It's what we say to ourselves. Right. And I just encourage people, look, in our lives, what do you really want to pay attention to? The good stuff or the bad stuff? Mm. Well, I noticed I said want to. What do you want to pay attention to? What do most people pay attention to? The bad stuff. Yeah. But, Warren, in your life and in the lives of most everybody that's around you, do you know the error rate is less than 3%? I mean, you know, I'm by error rate being day over day, we, you know, we do what we do. We go to work. We get, you know, we, we do our job. Error rate, less than 3%. percent mm. I wish I had a 3% error rate in college. It would have doubled my GPA. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> pay attention to the 97%. That's pretty amazing. Right. Because what you focus on, expand. Yes. See the, look for the good. That right. Changes. And, you know, I think, as you said, with, uh, the whole tenacity your identity. I love that word identity. I think it's such a powerful word. And I think there's so many people who don't know who they are. Choice had a big part to play in that whole aspect as well. You had to still make that choice. And it's not beyond anyone, any of my listeners listening here, you say, well, they were, maybe it was in his DNA. Maybe it was something that, you know, he had special. No, if you want to really narrow it down, there came a choice in your heart, right, Patrick? I mean, a choice to decide that you are going to be tenacious here, that you are going to listen to the correct voices. As we, as we finish off today's podcast, I just want to, you know, say I, I'd heard this recently and someone said, you know, part of that whole aspect is surround yourself. You're always surrounded by uh, validators and elevators. And validators will validate your decisions, even though they are bad, because they, they want to be your friend or they, they don't want to upset you. So they even validate your bad decisions. They, you know, you getting out of divorce, you're getting in a divorce because of, uh, you know, not uh, serious reasons, but whatever the reasons are, they'll validate you. You know, your wife is dumb. Your husband is stupid. They, they validate sometimes bad decisions. The problem is who you surround yourself, you become like. And I would encourage you, surround yourself with elevators. Elevators are always trying to elevate you to the next level, make you better, make you better decisions. They always start their conversations with, you know, I wonder if we could be able to do this. I really, this was a great thing. We could get this done. This is, they're always looking for something better, where validators are just validating the same old, same old. So, Patrick, I'm excited to hear because you had uh, finished off earlier saying, you know, you were an educated idiot. And uh, though I know that you were not an idiot, 
I think that was an identity that maybe you, that, that stigma that you, even though you had made that choice, you still carried a little bit with it. And I'm excited to hear how you shook that off your shoulder, took that badge and threw it away as you started writing your own life. So thank you so much once again for being on this podcast. And thank you listeners. I'm hoping that uh, you are getting something amazing out of this. I know you are getting something amazing out of it because I am as I'm interviewing Patrick. So we will talk to you next on Vital Life Connection. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash orenrudolph.